everyone, and welcome to East Coast Office Hours Spin Bites Friday Afternoon Podcast with me, Merritt Kay, and Danielle Briando. Hello, and happy Friday Christmas. Happy Christmas slash New Year. <laughs> right. That's um, true. I just said we should probably say this I one don't either. know when this is going <laughs> up. Um, here's the deal, everybody. Yeah. Um, we we're the only podcast that we do at Fanbyte that goes up on Fridays. Yeah. And that means that we have an episode going up uh, on Christmas and one going up on January 1st. But we're off both of those days. Right. We are we're taking those days off. So I previously recorded an episode of this that is just me reading some destiny lore. I'm so excited um, to hear it. <laughs> I I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that this is going up before that goes up, that that's gonna be okay. a New Year's Day thing. Um because that makes more sense to me that this would go up later this week. So we're yeah, this is just coming to you a couple days early. Um and it's gonna be a little different because, you know, it's a holiday. We haven't done um, we haven't done a lot yet this week. I mean, we've done a lot, but you know, we normally do it on Friday and we're looking back over the week. And so yeah. what I thought and what Danielle thought we could do is instead of looking back over the short week that we've had so far, we could look back over the whole year yeah, and talk about some of, uh, the highlights, uh, that we've done at Fanbyte this year. And I want to preface this by saying that I don't remember literally anything that happened this year. <laughs> um, and yeah. uh, I, I'm just gonna open up. Um, I'm gonna open up a tab to. I'm gonna type in fa- fanbite.com. Is that right? Yep. Is that? Yep. Uh, you um, can also go to backseatmario.com. You can go to backseatmario.com, and that'll <laughs> also get you there. Nikki bought that this week. <laughs> Nikki did buy that. Um, and uh, you know there is <laughs> like we just did so much stuff this year. Um, like so, so many features, uh, so many podcasts, and, uh, this is necessarily going to be a very partial and not representative, uh, selection of that stuff. And I'm going to, right after I know what's going to happen is right after we get off this call, I'm going to be like, I can't believe I didn't mention this. (laughs) So, um, (laughs) I just want to say that like. If I if I forget to mention a piece that is really good, um, it's not because I don't think it's good. It's just because I can't remember anything yeah. that happened. It's almost um, like we could we could do uh, you know we could put a real positive spin on it and be like, I'll be so delighted. Yeah. When I next see all these things that you know we did and that we worked on that I forgot about, and I'll be like, oh yeah. What a great moment for us. So yeah, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, recalling, recovering some wonderful things. And that will happen off podcast. So that's kind of like, you know, uh, in the metafiction of this podcast mm-hmm. universe, like the things that you put together afterwards and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. 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 Do you want to start with something or should I? Yeah, I um. I wanted to do a tiny highlight uh, of of my favorite video that I made this year. Um, So I've talked about it a few times that like one of the great joys of my job is that I both get to do a lot of the like 
behind the scenes puppet master stuff of like moving things around and making decisions. And that's really fun. But mm-hmm. also because it's fan bite and we have a pretty creative environment, I get to also just make shit when I want to. And that makes me very happy as a creative person. Yeah. And there was a video I did this year that was Animal Crossing Villagers as Ben and Jerry's ice creams. Uh, and, I, <laughs> and I paired a bunch of Animal Crossing animals, including Tangy, who is like a lesser known, but a fave of mine. She is mm-hmm. a little cat who is also an orange. Like she has like an orange <gasps> rind for a head. She's oh. so cute. Uh, we did like just a whole bunch uh, of just like really fun, goofy little things. And I put like, I usually do these in like, 20 minutes, 30 tops if I'm really excited about something. I actually put a whole hour into this one. So therefore, you know, this was like really put some time into moving pings around with keyframes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it was just fun. It was just a goofy little thing. Uh, It was just fun to do. Just a fun little delight. And I appreciate that in my job, I have that creative freedom because most editors in chief, I don't think get to just play and have fun the way yeah. I get to. So that makes me very here. happy. Yeah. Have fun. I have fun. I get to have fun and I hope you know? that everybody gets to have fun at this site. You know? It's we're all about just, you know, working hard and playing hard. You know, we yeah, it is a cliche. But <laughs> 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 um, I think we actually do a pretty good job of doing that. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about some of the amazing freelance writers that I had the pleasure of working with this year. And there are so many. Uh, Where do I even start? Um, I'm going to start with um, uh, several writers who wrote pieces in a, a genre that is really dear to me which is weird little communities ah yes in games um that you know stuff that isn't the people who aren't playing you know the the new releases or people who aren't playing the new releases in the way that everyone else is they're doing something weird or they're they're making something work um or like they're they're trying something and uh and it's always interesting and it's always like just really fascinating to, to see what people are doing on the fringes. And um, there are a bunch, we had a bunch of writers who wrote about stuff like this, but one of them who comes to mind is Jack Yarwood. Yes. yes. Who has been writing for us for a couple of years now. And um, his main beat for the first part of the year and for some of last year as well was Fallout 76. Mm. And hearing the stuff that people were doing in that game, which was like widely derided and like was basically written off as like, a broken game that like didn't deliver on its promises and was basically like a, a huge letdown. Um, seeing the the ways that the people who are really invested in the game have like made it work and and the things that they've done with it, like creating these like elaborate death traps that uh, people visit and just like kill them by like launching them off a catapult or like setting a room on fire or something, or like. Um, you know, like the the like nude boxing ring yeah. that they started with like <laughs> spectators and stuff or like trying to do like a pet sim. Um, yeah. And it's not just Fallout too. Like, uh, you know, there are, there are other games like 
uh, Sea of Thieves, which is a much better received game, but there's still people doing weird things in that game. Like there's a piece from April of this year about these guys who just sing sea shanties in Sea of Thieves. And you could just come across these people just like singing on their boat. And like that to me is fucking wild. Um, yeah. And uh, um, Jack did some other stuff too that sort of like was also about like the development of, of games, um, especially yeah. games that we don't really think much about anymore. So there was a piece on uh, CDI Tetris about mm. the soundtrack of that game. And how it kind of like anticipated Vaporwave, um, like oh, years wow. and years before Vaporwave was the thing. Um, and then he had another piece on Norihiko Hibino, who wrote music for Metal Gear Solid 3, but then got yes. out of doing music for games because he thought it was like too violent and now does like music <laughs> therapy stuff. Um, oh, wow. Or like the piece on um, Michael Keeler, who directed... Uh, some of the first Grand Theft Auto games and basically set the tone of that whole series and then has since left games and, you know, does TV and stuff now. Um, and then another author who did, did similar kinds of stuff was Mark Hill, who wrote a piece way back in January about Lord of the Rings Online and oh. about that community and how, like, in love with that world and game they are and how different it is to have this very small, relatively small MMO community versus like a World of Warcraft or something. Uh, and then Mark also wrote uh, pieces on um, these, like this community that creates achievements for older games. And like, I think achievements are bad for the most part. Sure. Like I, I think they shouldn't exist, but like this is such an interesting idea to me of like adding achievements to older games as like a way to like get people to like look back at them and like try them and be like oh i wonder if i can beat mario like without turning left or like i wonder if i can do all these different things and um it's like putting a spotlight on some of these older games by using this system that i find really repugnant for the most part in modern games but yeah it's a really cool way of uh of of using that 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 concept that's so cool and mark also wrote uh, a piece i loved this year on like the barney and shrek and, oh like, my god the speed ridiculous runs. speed games yeah <laughs> um, uh, which is so cool because it's like you know the folks who pick um speed running is just always interesting to me i always want to hear yeah. about it. i never want to speed run but i love right. hearing about it and i love like the practice of it's a very like martial arts mentality that they have. Like they're like practicing all day and then, you know, go to like competitions basically. Right. Yeah. But the people who pick things that aren't like, you know, Mario or yeah. you know, doom or, you know, very well-known games and they pick like just obscure in this particular piece had like uh, a runner who does like early childhood Barney games and things like that. It was so, uh -huh. so interesting why folks would choose a game like that to like be their speed game. So it was, it was such a cool piece uh, from him as well. Um, yeah. And may I also shout out one of like your freelancers? Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed uh, Dylan Roth's coverage. Oh my God. Well, of Star Trek? Star yeah. Trek. Yeah. So, so cool. Like, so many just great pieces. Yeah. Like Dylan is reviewing Discovery for us right now, but prior to that, he also just wrote a bunch of really great features yeah. about like, um, Star Trek games and like um, how Star Trek has has used pop music uh, over the years and um, just really like I think 
I haven't really been like a big Star Trek person this year mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I haven't seen Picard and I haven't seen Discovery. Sure. But I will say that Dylan's writing about Star Trek has kind of like rekindled my interest in it um, yeah. because it's so good and it just like really communicates what is compelling about these stories um, in yeah. such a clear way and also acknowledges like their limitations and where they fall short. Um, that like, I just want to watch Voyager now. <laughs> like he wrote a cynic's yes. guide to Star Trek Voyager. And I just want to watch all of those episodes of Voyager. Uh, and we watched one actually yeah. a couple of weeks ago and I really liked it. So um, it's, yeah. a, it's an alternatingly terrible and truly wonderful show. And it mm-hmm. is mind boggling how often it goes all the way one way and then all the way the next, like the yeah. next week. It's truly truly fun and yeah his his writing on it is is great and and looking at you know his writing on it that cynic's guide to voyager um really kind of helped me frame my rewatch of it. it's like one of my favorite shows mm. and i did a full rewatch this year because uh, i watched a lot of star trek this year and i went into that rewatch very much with that uh point of view of like this is a show that is again really good sometimes and really terrible sometimes and there are so many hints of the show that could have been in it and like that's very much um, at least framing for part of that piece, and going in with that eye really, really, really helped me kind of contextualize uh, that whole experience, <laughs> that very '90s experience for me. So I really enjoyed that. Um, God, yeah. I, I guess to pick a couple of more little things on on my end, I just want to highlight, and I know I do it often, but. I just really love working on You Love to See It every week. Um, yeah, I've, it's a great show. I've obviously had like a couple of weeks off of it, but I'm I'm on most of those episodes. And it's just been so much fun for me to dip into a lot of movies. And we've watched so many things this year that I had never seen before. And for me, as like little miss, you know, film school. Mm-hmm. dork you know who loves watching everything and finds something interesting and everything that was such a pleasure for me to kind of dive in with that lens of like we're going to do a little bit of critiquing we're going to do a little bit of like having just like a good time talking about this thing we're going to have fun with it we're going to actually dip into it uh, and we just go across genres and we go across all over things and I just enjoy working on it so so much obviously like Sometimes it's better than other times, and that partially depends on the material. Like, if we have, like, a real stinker and there's not that much to say about it, well, you know, I feel like we still have fun with that. Ratatouing still still oh was, like, God. somehow a good episode of this. Oh, even my though. God. <laughs> I can't. That was this year, huh? It was just barely not. It was, like, okay, a was year ago. Year. Okay. But it was, like, a week before the end of the year. So I'm like, you know, it's close enough. <laughs> wow. uh, but, yeah. Just, I just really enjoy working on that. Um, so that's always kind of a highlight every week for me is like getting very excited about what the movie is, making my little notes and like getting a sense of what we're going to talk about and just having that conversation is like just a pleasure uh, for me at this point. So yeah, I got to say that. And, and in a large way, like if, again, I guess maybe taking the broader view, but I am so proud of what we've done with our podcast network this year. Yeah, so it's been we've done proud. some some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, like experimented with new shows. You know, we've had to make hard decisions too at times, certainly for sunsetting things, but that's okay because again, we have this 
I don't know, spirit of playfulness or experimentation or creativity that you just don't have at a lot of larger sites. Like it's, it's just a different environment and like building what we've built this year has been unbelievably satisfying for me, both on like a week to week level of getting excited to actually do the content of the show. And on that more strategic level of like, look at what we're making guys. Like I just want to like yeah. run around. <laughs> like I built something with Legos and I, and I want to run around and show people like, look at this beautiful thing we've built. Like, look at this. <laughs> makes me very happy uh so yeah and and of course your role has even changed a little bit and it you know is continuing to change a little bit to be even more in that realm so uh yeah it's exciting it's exciting to have all of this happening and building and there are going to be more cool things to announce in the future as well in the new year yeah. I think, uh in terms of this so yeah so many cool things um yeah <sighs> I, uh, God, there are so many more, obviously, you know, um, people yeah. like Bry Kaiser wrote a lot about, uh, yeah. anime for us. And Definitely. that is always interesting for me because I'm not a big anime person. Obviously I was doing that anime show with Eric for a while. Um, yeah. and I learned a lot doing that. And, um, actually some <laughs> of my favorite shows that I watched this year were anime. Um, and some of them, the recommendations came through Vry and, uh, Vry is actually going to be writing, uh, more for us, uh, in the, uh, in the new year. So, awesome. uh, they sort of were on hiatus for a bit, but they're coming back and it's very exciting. Um, and, um, oh, that's awesome. yeah, they wrote I about actually, Sque- uh, Scream Queen, which was that oh, Nightmare on yes. Elm Street documentary that we watch. Um, fabulous documentary. Yeah. Great documentary. Great documentary. Yeah. You'll have to see it was a highlight for me too, because like I watched so many movies that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. I finally saw Showgirls this year. Yeah. So I finally <laughs> filled that huge gap in my um, my filmic experience, and I'm very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I I somehow had never seen it too. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> but we filled it in, and yeah. now it's beautiful. Now it's beautiful. Um. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh. Uh. Speaking of podcasts, uh, I've had a really good time doing my new show so far this yeah. year, uh, The K-Hole, which is kind of like my premise for it. If people haven't listened to it, it's um, it's kind of like a, a show I used to do called Woodland Secrets, which is just sort of like a very like low-key interview with more like people I kind of know rather than like, you know, like an interview kind of, it's more of a conversation. Um, yeah. But it's the, the idea for it has sort of flipped around variously. At first it was like, oh, it's like a 90s, uh show with like segments and like it's <laughs> kind of this like weird like cool 90s vibe and then it was like oh no it's more of like a coast to coast with art bell kind of like weird yeah. like uh paranormal sort of thing and i still don't know exactly what it is but um it, it's been very fun and um yeah. jordan mallory our producer has put in so much work on that and really crafted it into something that for me, it's it's definitely one of the uh, sh- many, many podcasts that I've done that I'm uh, the proudest of just because it feels like more than just two people talking. Um, yeah. Jordan uses music and uses timing and and spacing and all these things to create this this experience that I think is really uh, really cool. And obviously I'm I it's my show, so I, I like it, yeah. but. <laughs> Uh, I hope other people like it too. (laughs) Yeah. 
Absolutely. I, I love it. I mean, uh, of course, you're my friend. And so, that's so you also have to say that saying. you like it. <laughs> no, I, don't, I mean, I don't. If I if I wanted to politely be like, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> um, no, I, I really love listening to it. It really does put you in a very particular headspace. Uh, and it's always, always, always a really incredible conversation uh, and a really incredible uh, sort of like oral experience <laughs> to uh-huh. kind of have. It's like a very put on your headphones. Like I often do different types of like visual work when I'm listening mm, to it. Yeah. I get very into like the soundscapes Jordan's creating and the conversations you're having with folks. And it's, yeah, it's, it's so unique and it's such a delight uh, every time it comes out. So yeah, it's extremely cool. Extremely good. Um, yeah. I, last thing I guess I wanted to highlight. Um, I didn't get to do that much criticism this year just because obviously the nature of my job changed a lot mm-hmm. uh, in on April 1st, actually. It's like the world is ending and I got promoted and I felt very good for myself, but very sad for the world. So it's a little weird, but I, I was happy to kind of be able to review at least a couple of things. I, I'm really happy with sort of how uh, a little bit of my writing on Sludge Life came yeah. out, actually, because I wrote a piece on it that was like, look at this fucking ad that has two cat buttholes. Uh-huh. And like, like that advertising just 100% worked on me because, of course, I you know, everybody knows I'm like the world's worst cat lady. And I'm like, cats, oh, my God. Uh, and then it ended up being... One of my favorite games this year, it actually was my number two game this year. I loved Sludge Life. It's like this incredible little tiny open world that has like actually very satisfying mechanics and satisfying Mm. platforming and all these little secrets and all these little touches and like, like just having the moment to review that and fall in love with that game felt incredible. So that was, that was like a game highlight for me, I guess. And like a writing highlight again. Most of what I wrote this year was very short and it was like stupid jokes, but um, or like micro reviews, which aren't necessarily just jokes, but they're jokey, you know, they're goofy. Uh, so kind of falling in love with something that I thought was maybe just a joke made me very happy. Yeah. Sledge Life. <laughs> yeah. I just actually, just before we finished or before we started recording this, I just finished yeah. my game of the year list and Sledge Life was on it. And oh, it's nice. funny because it definitely looks like one of those games where it's like, Oh, yeah. this is like a too cool for school devolver joint that's like, oh, <laughs> uh, it's like really cool and like, you know, has like cool visual chops and stuff, but there's no substance. And it's like, it's absolutely not that. <laughs> like, yeah. it's wild that that game, like the way it presents itself, um, I think, I hope people aren't put off by it. Because, right, right. Like by thinking like, oh, this isn't for me because it's this like very cool hip game without like whatever. But um <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm being maybe rude to Devolver there, but I think there is like <laughs> this genre of games that trade on looking really cool. Um, yeah, and or looking edgy, looking or edgy like a 90s or whatever. Version of edgy, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, but Sludge Life is like so, uh, <laughs> like not warm, but like yeah. it's like about human experience in like a very real way. Um, and it's about like trying to like make a mark on the world and trying to be bigger than like the shit that you are um, growing out of, I guess. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I loved it. I might go back and replay it, actually, because uh, it's a did you get uh, all the endings? I'm missing one. Did you get the one with I'm the nuke? I'm definitely missing. One. What's that? With the nuke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got the nuke. You got the nuke. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The nuke one and the warp one 
and whatever the first one is, the, the like usual, the one like, with the plane, where you yeah, fly yeah, away. yeah, yeah. But I'm missing something. I know there are four, and I have three, and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> what am I? I have to, clearly have to go back and get every ending, um, because it's just like a different. It's kind of a different experience for each ending. It, they're all kind of teaching you to play in a different way, yeah, um, which is pretty cool. So yeah. yeah. A fucking cool game. I'm just so happy. It was a good year for like first person for like yeah. what we used to sort of ruefully call walking sims. Yep. Um yep. but I think sure. we sort of like moved past that. Um because a lot of these games like are not that. Like they're more like puzzle kind of experiences yeah. than like just sort of walking around. Um because yeah, Sledge Life and then Fatum Batula was another one yeah. that I played this year that was really good. Um yeah. Which I bought and I still need to play. Oh, and I'm you sure gotta, I'll be kicking myself and I'll be like, you're well, gonna love that would have made my list. You're gonna yeah. <laughs> love it. Um even like, you know, Paradise Killer is like a first yeah. person kind of like yeah. thing married to like a, a visual novel. Um Yeah. yeah. Umurangi. Yeah. Umurangi, yeah. yeah. Umurangi generation. Um oh yeah, I wanna talk about uh, our streaming as well this year. So yeah, streaming please. isn't like a big part of what we do. Um, right, right. but it can be a lot of fun. And, uh, we did that 24 hour, yeah. uh, 24 hour live stream that was organized by, uh, Nikki and our, um, our old, uh, editorial, editorial intern, intern, I think it was her, yeah, uh, yeah. Ren. And that was, uh, wild. <laughs> that was a wild yeah. experience. We raised a bunch of money, um, which was awesome. And where did that go to? Uh, I think it was the Bail Project. Yes, that sounds right. I'm almost positive. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, for the, I was on a few parts of that. Like I played um, Golf With Your Friends <laughs> for a while, yeah. which that game was <laughs> fucking chaotic. <laughs> um, and then uh, I did the the kart racing block, the late night kart racing block yes, with uh, Jordan so and uh, yeah. God. I thought I was like, I thought I was dying when we played <laughs> Sonic All Stars Racing Transformed. It was just like blowing my mind. It was so late. Yeah. I was so tired, and uh, I just saw like a guy from Golden Axe flying a plane through a <laughs> robe total war level with Sonic the Hedgehog in the back, like. Yeah. So good. Just blew my brain to bits. So good. And uh Yeah, I, I think I mentioned it on FanWest yesterday, but I like had a period of my life where I like was a little shy to stream. I was just like a little like, I don't know about streaming, guys. And but after that experience, after the 24, I was like, no, maybe I like it again. Cause I, I had to play Prey. And for some reason the sound wasn't working. So I had to play like this very immersive, difficult, like uh -huh. moon crash, which is the the sort of very tough, like roguelike version of it. Yeah. Um, with no sound. And like sound is definitely how you like, <laughs> yeah. understand what's happening in that environment. Like, oh shit, the moon shark's coming up under me. Like you there are obviously visual cues too, but it was like this extra challenge and it was really ridiculously fun. And yeah, and I and I have now I, I see that folks want me to stream into the breach. So I'm gonna have yeah, to I really wanna <laughs> I really want that. I would love that. Um Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I can like break down my my weird little brain process for playing that game, I guess. Yeah, tell us your point. strats. Tell us your pro strats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's some kind of strats. 
I don't, at the level, at the weird level that I'm playing, I don't think I'm some kind of professional or speedrunner or anything, but I guess I'm like, I've internalized some of it to some extent. So I'm just like, oh yes, you move this here and then that happens. It's great. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, yeah, hell yeah. I'm so proud. It's so, I'm like, have a big smile on my face for all these things that we've built this year and like all the good work that. I don't know. I guess I'm also proud of us just for fucking keeping it together this year, you know, like as a team, like we have such a good team. We have such good people here, frankly, like that is a blessing. It's not something you get in every job. And like having this team be this creative and this good and this nice to be around uh, during this year was a real Genuine blessing. I know I sound like I'm, you know, thanking God for my Grammy or whatever, but it really is, you know, like it really is so wonderful uh, to have this and to have the freedom that we have, the creative freedom that we have. And like, I don't know, I feel like it makes it very easy to manage the site, frankly. Like when you work with awesome, nice people who are smart and talented and want to do this work, it it makes it easy to like build a cool thing. So just really proud feeling pride i'm feeling pride right now mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah hell yeah were there any other things that you wanted to highlight uh oh my god you know there are like so many things but i couldn't possibly name all of them <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah uh, so many great writers. Uh, let me see who else. Yeah. Uh, you know, Stephen Winscave, uh, Gretchen Falker yeah. Martin, Sean Eicherson, um, Chris McMullen, uh, Blake P. Just like a lot of, of really talented people that uh, yeah. I've gotten to work with. And uh, that's been it's been really cool. And uh yeah, I'm. I I've really enjoyed that, and I'm really psyched about podcast stuff. And that's going to be yeah. more of a focus for me this year. Yeah. And um. Yeah, we're just Tampa uh, just keeps on rolling, you know. Yeah, rolling in like like rolling in a good way. Like it's not yeah. like we we only have like one tire left. Like no, no, like, no. It's more like a snowball yeah. down a mountain, yeah. and it's like <laughs> so gathering it size. Is. And uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen when it uh, when it hits the bottom there. But yeah, well, we'll just have a nice uh, snow explosion, you know, like all the good will just go everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 how I'll look at it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. We'll just keep skiing, you know, down that slope. It's Mm -hmm. gonna be great. Infinite. Yeah, it's it's like the reverse of uh, what's his name? Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Uh, it's just like it's a. It's just things will keep getting better forever. That's. Oh, I love I'm calling that. it here, folks. Things are going to keep getting better forever, um, at least as regards to our website. Yes. Yes, we can't promise about the world outside of our website, but uh, inside our website, it's reverse Sisyphus. Maybe I could. If I had more brain cells, I could like pronounce Sisyphus backwards, but I I probably can't. Well, do you know what Sisyphus is backwards? What is it? It's Sisyphus. Makes you think. (laughs) My mind actually uh, just got blown. That's it. That was my mind in that fucking meme right there. Makes you think, huh? Never thought about it. You know, you know, it's perfect. 
Also, how the fuck is that possible? Because it would have been in Greek letters, right? In Greek. Oh, wait, I'm lying. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to like go with a bit, but it's, uh, it's kind of it's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm lying and it really did get me. Uh, and that's the truth. I can't lie. I'm not a very good liar. Well, I might not be a good liar, but I am a very happy, happy uh, person for having what we have here. And uh, thank you, Marriott, for doing this podcast with me because I enjoy doing this as well. Every yeah, thank yeah, thank you. This is it's fun, and it's going to be uh, rebranding next year. Yeah, along with <laughs> West Coast Office Hours, and uh, some of our other shows are rebranding too. And I'm very excited about that. Uh, yeah. New art, new names, and um, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a really good 2021. We're coming for you, whether you like it or not. Uh, I think with that, we're going to uh, close up office hours for business, perhaps the last time as office hours. But don't worry, we'll still be here. We're just you know, rebranding, a little bit of rebranding. It's going to be fun. Uh, dear friends who are listening to this, if you have a moment to rate and review our podcast, that helps us so very much. And you can listen to all of our good shows at fanbyte.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at Fanbyte Media, TikTok and Instagram on Fanbyte, and of course, on Fanbyte.com and or BackseatMario.com. <laughs> you can also watch all of those awesome streams that we just mentioned on Twitch.tv slash Fanbyte. Thank you so, so much to Jordan Mallory for producing our show and uh, just putting in so much work the last couple of weeks while he is moving. Thank you, Jordan. Really appreciate it. He's doing a lot of like extra episodes so that we can take a little bit of a breather next week. So much appreciated. Merit, where can people find you online? Uh, I am on Twitter at Merit K. Amazing. If anybody wants to follow me, I am at Danielle R.I. on Twitter. And with that, we bid you a fine holiday slash break slash winter slash new 2021. And we say office hours are closed for business. Bye.